bringing you cutting-edge insights from the world of technology. Join us to hear thought leaders explore the ever-evolving world of technology and telecoms to keep your industry knowledge up to the minute. You are listening to The Spearline Podcast. You have reached Sorry, a number, the number you have dialed is not in service, no longer in service. Welcome back to The Spearline Podcast. In this episode, Kay sat down with Doug Remington of D10. D10 is a communications technology company that shares a common enemy with Spearline in audio communications challenges. We talk about how D10 works to improve audio quality and the overall experience in working environments at home or in an office, and, similar to Spearline, how important audio quality is in online calls and conferences. We started by asking Doug about his experiences in the telecoms industry. Welcome to the podcast, Doug. Thanks, Case. Great to be here. And uh, can you tell us a bit about yourself, your experiences in the telecoms industry and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, sure. Um, I've always been on the the sales and the commercial side and started off in telecommunications uh, in the in the 90s. Um, I started off working for a carrier. Then I went into to business messaging. And then about 14, 15 years ago, I went into the audio web. Um, uh, conferencing and collaboration space, which has kind of evolved into to UC and, and video conferencing a lot more. So um, 14 to 15 years doing that, managing um, European EMEA-based teams and working closely with you know global teams as well. So uh, to get to D10, the opportunity came up uh, last year, about May. Um, it was an exciting opportunity. They're a disruptive innovator in the video room space and um, I was the first man on the ground uh, in EMEA, so built up the the team over the last year and a half, um, and we're very much focused on Zoom. So that's obviously a, a big, expanding, explosive space. And you know, now we've also gone from working in the video room space to the home office. Um, in terms in terms of D10, uh, you know, they've been around four years, uh, but really kind of kicked off last year, and they were kind of set up to simplify Zoom rooms. So Zoom. Had really been seen to simplify the video conferencing experience with their their tagline "It just works," and D10 was, um, you know, the the approach to do the same thing for Zoom rooms, where a lot of the solutions were still a little bit clunky and a lot of cables, a lot of complexity, and D10 rolled everything into an all-in-one with a great design, one cable, uh, to simplify the experience, and that's. That's where we are now, and we're kind of taking that out into a wider range of solutions um, than just the, the the initial 55 inch that came out last year. Right, right. And um, I, I presume you're working from home today as well. I am indeed. Yeah, been working from home pretty much nonstop since uh, I think about a month before we went into the, the full lockdown. Okay. And how how have you found the transition to working from home full time? Um, it's. I haven't found it too hard. I think because we already were kind of a hybrid of working from home and the office. Um, my team in in Europe are pretty much home office. They're kind of on their own. Uh, in the UK, we have five people, and we would use um, a co-working space to connect uh, during the week. But to be honest, it, it wasn't too bad. I think the, the biggest change is just trying to manage that permanent. Um, time that you spend when you're working from home and getting the balance right. Sometimes yeah. it's hard to disconnect and you spend uh, yeah. too long in your office without moving. I think these are some of the things that you need That's to true. coach and adjust. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. You have to be kind of strict with yourself to leave work at a certain time, <laughs> not to keep going. It's easy to keep That's going. It. Yeah, it's hard to do. Yeah. And do you have a, a dedicated workspace then where you work every day? Yeah. Um, I've got a small room at the back of the house that overlooks the garden. Oh, lovely. And um, yeah, that's my my little space. Although uh, I, I, I definitely get the odd interruption from my uh, 12 and 14 year old oh, yeah. uh, at various times, despite the warnings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, in what ways do you think um, does a dynamic or controlled environment affect the audio quality and how does D10's conferencing technology solve this problem? It's a good question. Um, obviously, the you know the range of applications and locations, environments where these devices are is, is pretty varied. So, and that obviously this you know controlled versus dynamic definitely affects the acoustics and the kind of challenges faced. And mm. um, usually, the our devices are you know either mounted on a wall. Okay. Um, but they quite often are mounted on a mobile stand, uh, like a mobile cart. Um, and in places like small meeting rooms up to kind of meeting rooms for up to 20 people, huddle rooms, exec offices. And sometimes they get wheeled out into kind of open meeting spaces. Okay. So, and then obviously now you've got the home devices as well. So, you know, in terms of that obviously creates some challenges and, and our devices in terms of the simplicity piece, is really to optimize audio quality in a range of those environments without you know, the user needing a PhD in acoustics or yeah. audio engineering to, to to make adjustments, right? So they need to be very versatile. Right, right. And our, our devices all incorporate a, a linear microphone array, which on a smaller device is eight, but on the larger ones, it's 16 mics. Um, and the definition and the range on the pickup is pretty amazing on those. And, surprises a lot of people when they use it and you know get the kind of results that you would expect from a much much higher cost specialized solution okay um on the on the the, the output sound obviously the the speakers and the power output is uh dependent on the size of the device and the size of the room and mm. um, that it's that it's geared for right um but the cle- the clever work is really and the magic is done by the the software okay so even though we're a hardware company we often talk about you know, software optimized hardware and the the algorithms that are put into uh, managing those microarrays and the audio piece of our devices is is you know is really really important. And our development team spend hours kind of perfecting the, the way to set these up. Um, the the settings on the devices are kept pretty simple though. Again, you know, to make it easy, there are a few different controls like uh, the range of the mic depending on whether you've got it in a closed room or you might have it in a, an office with a partition, for example, and you don't want to pick up noise past, say, you know, 10 feet away. Right. Um, and background noise suppression for, for noisier spaces. But overall, the settings keep it really simple so it's easy to, to find the best fit for the, for the environment that you're, you know, you've, you've put the device in. Yeah, yeah, and that that's kind of perfect for, for home offices as well, I suppose, if you're next to a busy, busy road or... A noisy environment it can it can really help with that kind of stuff yeah totally i mean i think you know home office is is, is a challenge right a lot of people you know i'm quite lucky i've got a, a designated room not everyone's got that opportunity and you know, people have been forced into you know work working from home pretty much overnight right yeah, so yeah. i've heard some great stories of you know some of the the the, the situations that people have had 
people using ironing boards to put their laptop on sitting on the end of their bed, <laughs> you know, yeah, um, yeah. there's some interesting stories, but def- definitely the goal is to try and enable people to have a, you know, a professional um, experience and a professional meeting despite potentially challenging environment. Yeah. Yeah. And what would be kind of the worst case scenario? Would it be maybe a kitchen or a glass and tile floors and a lot of reflections, echo and reverb? Yeah, exactly. So kind of lots of flat, hard surfaces. Um, obviously, noisy spaces yeah. are challenging. You, you know, you can use the background noise suppression, but, you know, um, noisy spaces are always challenging. But we see it in um, offices a lot, right? So especially with the rise of co-working, uh, you get a lot of these kind of fully glass walled offices yeah um people are not allowed to hang up devices on the walls they've got to put them on a stand and you know those rooms are challenging we've kind of uh, got a you know a, a, a point in the setting that allows you to optimize that kind of quality but really the you're never going to have as great uh, uh, an audio experience in a, in a fully glass room that you're going to get in a room that's had some design around the kind of acoustic setup and you know so that it's optimized it's, it's never going to be quite as good yeah that's true and if, if a customer did want to improve the acoustics of the room what what would you recommend to help or would you improve the room or would, would the software that you have would that improve the room or is it a mix of both no it definitely so our software definitely uh, improves those kind of challenging situations right so th- there's absolutely no doubt about it that's Again, coming back to the software and the, the you know the algorithms that they put into it is is really designed to get the best out of these ch- challenging situations and, and lots of hard services like glass and hard floors is is very common. Even like big tables, mm. right? Um, yeah. Those are common, but still, you know, if you, there are some fixes obviously that you can do when you're designing rooms that don't necessarily cost the earth. You know, putting in some soft furnishings like a, an extra sofa in the corner even plants um even bookcases you know you can put into to meeting rooms that can actually improve the acoustics and if you've got a particularly noisy space just making sure that they're better soundproofed um so these these things again um our devices will help you but it's always good to you know try the best to improve the, the acoustics within a room and, and obviously you want yeah. to have the best experience for the people sitting in the room as well yeah cool and what would you consider to be one of the most um common frustrating problems someone could face regarding audio quality um i just think audio in general is is i always say it's the foundation right for for a okay. meeting if you if you yeah. don't have audio good quality crystal clear audio um it really really um, destroys a meeting. Like if you, if you can't understand what people are saying, then the meeting is pretty much dead. So, um, but it's not even just if it's that extreme. So I'm sure, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not the most patient guy in the world and you're, you're doing lots and lots of meetings. And right. I think if you're on a meeting and someone keeps cutting off or the part of the voice disappears, it can get incredibly frustrating yeah, yeah. for everyone. And there's a lot of people on a call. Um, so it can just be like partial degradation. And on top of that, with the, the hours that a lot of people are spending uh, on meetings at the moment and, and with, with offices being closed, people not traveling is huge. And, and it just increases the stress levels, right? If you've had mm-hmm. someone with poor audio quality, you really have to concentrate on what they're saying. It's, uh, it's exhausting and it's stressful. And if you're doing 10 meetings a day online, then that, that becomes really, really brutal. And it's, it's not good for your health or your, 
you know, your well-being. So yeah, again, good quality uh, audio is super important. Yeah, it definitely is. Do you know if your phone lines are working? Are your customers complaining of bad audio quality on your support lines? Spearline makes it easy to test your phone lines anywhere and anytime. To see how Spearline can help your business, head to Spearline.com. Now back to the conversation. And um, with more people working remotely now due due to COVID, um, was there a higher demand for your services such as uh, D10Me? And are, are your services in general kind of seeing more of an upturn due to fewer people traveling? Um, absolutely. So, I mean, if you look at yeah. what happened, so our, our products are very focused on Zoom. And obviously it was all the kind of collaboration platforms went through the roof um, during, you know, lockdown. So I think Zoom's stat, the, the meeting participants per day went from 10 million to 300 million in wow. <laughs> between December and April, which is just crazy yeah, right so yeah. we we definitely didn't see a, a scale up of that size because at, at the point we were um we were most of our solutions were being used in the offices okay. and, and zoom rooms and video rooms and um some were being used as kind of larger home devices mm-hmm. um but what we what you saw was there was obviously this mad scramble for everyone to work from home so i think literally every usb webcam and headset sold out i don't think you could buy one for about three months um so all those devices went out we we uh devised our 27 inch um d10 me back it was actually the concept was kind of launched at zoomtopia in september 2019 so even before the whole covid thing you know we we knew we were on to something because the amount of interest we got um, from this this one piece on our stand at Zoomtopia last year was was huge. We knew there was already a market for this, and then with COVID and the this you know unexpected mm-hmm. monumental shift, you know obviously that's that's been multiplied by numerous times. The devices have literally just landed this month, so we're in mid November, right. and they've just landed in in Europe, so they're being pushed out at the moment. So we're seeing lots and lots of discussions and. Brilliant. These kind of devices that we've released, so the D10Me is, you know, previously um, the only kind of devices that looked like this were being sold for kind of two and a half thousand okay. euros to four thousand euros, right? Um, and really were kind of only only designed for kind of high flying execs. Okay. Um, but you know, we're we're releasing the, these products at like you know six or five euro okay. XVAT. So you know, it's. The whole thing in D10 is about this democratization of technology, making it available to everyone. Yeah, yeah. So you know, we're we're really we're on an exciting path to see you know um, how big this play is for us. But we've got yeah. lots of things going on and, and lots of applications where it's Great. it's rolling out to at the moment. Yeah, that's that's really exciting. Yeah, and um, so before COVID, I suppose um, turning to schools, they they wouldn't have really had needed to adapt. You know, remote yeah. learning and I suppose now they've had to embrace the virtual classroom and uh, something D10 for education seems to be helping massively with. So can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so education, it's funny when the, 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 you know, the offices kind of shut down and, and education sort of went crazy, right, as you would expect. Suddenly, like you said, distance learning. And I think that was, I think every, you know, anyone who's got, Children kind of went through that experience of, yeah. and all the different experiences that different schools had. You know, it was a lot of adapting, right? So, mm. and some people managed it better than others, but you know, we we saw a massive kind of 
growth in that space because our devices, which we hadn't seen as much in that space previously, actually are very, very well aligned to uh, virtual classroom and and even you know teaching from home, especially with the the, the smaller devices now as well. Yeah, with the annotation and it's, it's it's pretty much everything in one box. So you can you can either teach or in, in the classroom or remotely uh, very easily. And um, for people who you know who often aren't super tech savvy, yeah. And my wife's actually a teacher, okay. so she had to to move to teaching over Zoom, yeah. yeah. And she is definitely not tech savvy, <laughs> and uh, I managed to to train her on it, you know, within right. 15, 20 minutes. So she's been doing a lot of teaching and, um, you know, using these tools. But again, that's been really great in education. It's been pretty inspiring as well. We did a, we did a competition uh, during the lockdown with one of our partners actually in Ireland okay. on uh, the, the most innovative use of Zoom and, and education. And, you know, we had some mm-hmm. of these amazing stories. So that continues to be a big growth area for us. Um, it's been, uh, in Europe, it's been heavily in higher education at the moment, um, but I think you know there's, there's there's going to be an interesting push into the kind of junior to to middle schools um, yeah. going forward as, as Zoom become more prevalent in those in those spaces as well. Yeah, and what what other industries do you think will start to adapt these kind of tools? Yeah, I think there's so there's definitely uh, as I mentioned the the additional school areas, but I think public sector in general. I think there's a lot of you know productivity and efficiency gains that could be gained within within the public sector yeah. for for our devices. Again, you know when you're dealing with a wide range of people who, you know, in, in any industry who are not necessarily tech savvy, mm. um, it's that simplicity and ease of use. Right, you can literally just walk up and press the start a meeting button or join a meeting button, yeah. and away you go. Which is why it becomes you know a lot easier. I think so many people have become scared of using either video rooms or devices because you need, you know, 10 or 15 minutes to work out how to start your meeting. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we've really kind of removed that barrier mm. and just made it really, really easy. Um, definitely in terms of a vertical healthcare, telemedicine, care homes, we're seeing a lot of interest and a lot of applications coming up in that space. Uh, Zoom are also seeing the same thing. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of opportunity there. We're seeing some pretty interesting and pretty cool applications where, you know, people are taking these devices, like I say, into care homes, into hospitals, into mm. doctor surgeries, um, even at the, you know, as a kiosk at the, when you come into an office to, to sign in, um, they're being used for those as well. But, but just, it's, it's not really a vertical barrier really in terms of the market, I think, you know. Virtually every vertical is now using video conferencing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's more a question of there's a lot of a lot of companies out there who who, who haven't fully clicked on. So do you know what? There's actually a, a different option to the traditional video room. The, the expensive video room with lots of cables and complexity mm. doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. Um, and I think you know we're trying to convert people to the what we see as a way forward. Um, I really see those rooms as kind of phasing out and, and, and that trend towards all in one and simplicity. Cool. Yeah. It's definitely handy that you can just, it, that it's easy to set up because I know that there's a lot of um, people would kind of get scared of having to set up a microphone, having to set up a camera, one touch kind of thing is, is absolutely brilliant. You know, it's, it's a good, I mean, the other thing you're hearing a lot, right with the, the market and it's a tough business environment and surviving is this, 
you know, need for agility and flexibility. You know, mm. there's, there's so much change and, you know, one minute we're, we're in lockdown, the next minute we're out and then we're, we're back in it yeah, again. Yeah. It's, you know, those, those traditional rooms are so inflexible. You know, when you've got, again, you've engineered lots of hardware and cables and kit drilled into the walls, wired under the tables, you know, there's, once they're in, they cost a fortune to change. So yeah. again, if you've got a, a lightweight device that you can hang on a wall like a TV or even stick on a mobile stand and wheel it into the next room, yeah, just makes your business so much more agile and flexible to, to the kind of changes that you may not fully know what's coming in, in the months and, and years ahead. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And um, with the sudden increase in the, the services and more companies evolving with the times and adopting more video calls, where do you see communications progressing in the next few years? So I think there's a few few pieces to that. So mm-hmm. video is definitely becoming the norm. It was, you know, it was on that trend anyway, but I think versus a year ago already, I think, you know, sitting at home, home office with the video on now has become much more acceptable and people are becoming more okay with it. A lot of people weren't even a year ago. Yeah. I think just the fact that you're not traveling and you're not seeing people in front of you, it really is to to replace that that experience, right? So I think yeah. that's that's probably the first thing, and that flows through what what we will see in the market. And I think the demands and expectations of users, especially the younger generation, right, coming through, is they they're going to demand that quality um, of video experience, right? And I think you know, with if you look at what 5G and now even 6G is going to deliver yeah. on a mobility piece. I think that's going to have some amazing opportunities on the mobility side and devices that, that you know, sit in this space, right? In terms of what we've had before and the, the level of quality is is going to keep rising. Yeah. Um, I think on a software kind of platform level, um, I think there's there's this blend of the demands of business users, right? So they want security, they want they demand security and power and performance, but they also want the simplicity and the the fun and good feeling of, you know, some of the consumer tools. And they want that kind of blend of both worlds kind of coming together of kind of business and, and consumer. Mm-hmm. And with this kind of rise of importance of video conferencing and collaboration with with what's happened, it's really risen up the charts becoming a lot more strategic. Right. And I think, you know, a lot of people use tools that are part of a very big software stack. And um, because it's, I guess it's an easy purchase, et cetera. Mm. But if the, if the video conferencing elements of those big software stacks isn't good enough or is a bit too tricky to use, I'm not sure that that's going to be as acceptable going forward. And people are going to want the, you know, the best of breed solutions to make sure they've got the, the best. Um, and I do, I do think um, the apps integrations on those platforms are going to be a big play. So Zoom, Zoom launched Zaps, their Zoom apps okay. at Zoomtopia, where instead of if you're using other software platforms and just sharing and showing the the, the, the other software, it's really fully integrated into the into the video conferencing and the, the UC platform. Okay. So I think that'll be interesting, and then. And um, probably finally on the on the hardware side, mm-hmm. um, mentioned it before, we really see that drive towards simplicity and more all in ones that we're doing. Right. I really think outside the big meeting rooms and those kind of trophy meeting rooms and auditoriums, those complex, high cost, over engineered rooms are gonna die off. Right. Um, 
I really see the market changing. I, I feel we're at the front of that. Mm. Um, but I think that's, you know, that's, that's a fundamental change. And the, the analogy I use is, um, when I was a kid, I used to, um, spend all my save money on hi-fi components. Right. Uh, I'm not sure a case of how old you are, whether you had this experience, but, um, oh, I, I, I did too. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, I remember saving up for, um, CD players and stuff like that. So. Yeah, and I, yeah, I was even on before that. Oh, so yeah. kind of tape decks, tuners, right, right. turntables, amps, speakers. I used to, you know, and, and despite the fact my kids think I'm pretty sad for doing <laughs> these kind of things, it was. I think I think it was pretty actually pretty common in those days, right? But now you know I have my my iPhone mm. and I've got a a nice Bluetooth speaker, yeah, because that's all I need. I don't need all that complexity and cables and pieces because mm. it's it's great quality. It's flexible does everything I need it to do. And I really see that as a, an analogy of what's happening in the meeting room space. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very true actually. Yeah. Everything's becoming um, a lot more simpler in that sense. Yeah. 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 And um, for D10, what, what kind of developments are in the pipeline? So we're always moving fast and, you know, again, we see ourselves as the the most innovative player in that, that uh, video room space. The next big thing for us, everything we've done so far has been a true all-in-one, including the the screen. So, at the right at the start of next year, so probably from January, the we're going to have the D10 go and the D10 Mate, which mm-hmm. is an all-in-one, excluding the the touch screen. Okay. Um, but what it is going to come with, it's going to have the four four cameras. So everything from wide angle close up for small spaces to much bigger rooms going to have all the d10 software uh, micro array etc but it's also going to have um the mates is uh basically a tablet and um, that is designed to be kind of carried around the room nicely weighted and um, but what's unique about that is instead of just being a control panel to to control your meeting it's going to allow you to screen mirror okay and annotate so ultimately turning your existing non-touch screen and into like a touch enabled uh, device so you can actually walk around the room and annotate so again this is something that we put in front of our customers events over the last year mm. we saw massive interest yeah so that's that's kind of the next thing to follow on from the, the d10 me Great. and probably the the other big thing for us is all around uh, uh device management obviously with the increasing number of personal home devices office devices you know, the, the service support and management, mm. everything from managing devices, troubleshooting, is going to be really important. So, you know, we're investing heavily in our new platform, Orbit, for device management and troubleshooting. And that's going to really, you know, be a big part of, of what we do, that service and support wrap um, around all our devices. Great. That's excellent. Well, that was a great chat. Um, some really interesting insights. Thanks a million for coming on to the podcast today, Doug. Um, it's been really good to speak to you. Thanks, Case. Well, that was a great chat with Doug with some fascinating insights. Doug shares the same outlook we have at Spearline, that audio is a foundation for all communication. To lose any part of the audio signal can frustrate and have negative effects on a meeting. It's always best to be prepared by testing and actively managing your audio quality to improve the quality of your conversations. Stay tuned for more episodes of the Spearline Podcast, sharing insights from tech leaders, now available on all your favorite podcast platforms. Spearline proactively monitors phone numbers for audio quality and connectivity globally. Our platform enables enterprises and telecommunication service providers to test connectivity and quality on global telecoms networks, testing automatically at volume. 
If you would like to find out more about how Spearline can help you, please contact us at spearline.com. And for more insights and in-depth interviews like these, you can subscribe to the Spearline podcast channel and don't forget to check out spearline.com where you can find all of our latest articles, white papers and much more. Till next time, and thank you for listening to the Spearline Podcast. Thank you.